Welcome to a new episode of NY Just Fans with hosts Davin and Kyle. Make sure to follow us on Twitter at Just Fans Podcast. As training camp is here, the Jets reported, the Jets rookies reported the camp. And next week, Wednesday, all the players get the, I think it's Tuesday or Wednesday, it's one of the two, but all the players get to report the camp and then the fans get to come, come and watch them. So this is a very exciting moment. Um, what's going on, Kyle? How you feeling, man? Yeah, I'm I'm doing all right. I'm saying my boys got you know they they got taken out in the finals, but other other than that, I'm I'm doing good. Man, that's what's up. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I, last week, I know you know we were speaking on maybe the Suns winning it, but it's it's all good. You know, shout out to the Bucks winning the finals and everything. But the Suns did a good job overall, so shout out to them as well. Um, let's get to let's get to some Jets news. Basically, Elijah Vera Tucker, he signed his deal shockingly last night, which wasn't reported reported by uh, Ian Rappaport or Schefter. It was reported from the uh, the Jets, the Jets of uh, Twitter, of their Twitter account. Um, the deal is four years, fifteen point eight mil, fully guaranteed, includes an eight point nine million signing bonus and a fifth year team option. Wilson and Elijah Moore are still remaining. How important it is to get the deal done with those two players? Um, I said, I, I think, you know, JD has been doing a good job so far in terms of just, you know, being that, that, that the GM that we needed. So right. said, even though they're not signed, um, I'm not stressing it too much because at the end of the day, these guys, um, you know, I've been reporting to camp and they've been, you know, putting in the work. So that's, to me, is more important right now. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think yeah. uh, whatever those numbers are going to be, because at the end of the day, there is, you know, the whole uh, rookie cap, which kind of limits what, you know, teams can offer based on the, you know, what what um, position that they were picked in in the round. So right. I, I'm not stressing it too tough I, I i feel i know jd's gonna do what he needs to do yeah then you know to me to, to get the tucker deal done was was very important but it's also important to get more and wilson done so i think they just working on the numbers and we should still see something we got a got six days left so i think by i think by this weekend maybe we'll be able to see to see a deal get done so Hopefully we so hopefully it will be like Wilson and Moore signed and these guys are ready to come because I think even if they don't sign they deal I think they still will get you know they will still come regardless. Yeah, that's it. They they've been to they went to OTAs so I wouldn't expect them not to you know show up to camp you know there's no reason to to, to hold out or anything. Yeah. And then, you know, and that's the, yeah, so we'll, we'll definitely, we'll see more, but since the just rookies is uh, showing up, what you, uh, what, what can you expect out of these rookies before a uh, preseason start? Um, I would say, you know, first and foremost, but what I, I do want to say, you know, is, uh, you know, all of our thoughts and prayers and, and positive vibes. Oh yeah. Through. Greg Knapp. Yeah, I don't, we, I don't forgot about that. About that, thank you, Kyle. Yeah, you know, and the reason why, you know, outside of just you know being concerned about his well-being is the fact that, you know, and being the passing coordinator, 
you know, that's directly going to affect, you know, uh, Wilson's development, you know, not having that Agreed. guy around, you know, even though, you know, the floor is still going to, you know, still the OC, you know, having that extra, extra guy around, you know, I'm pretty sure would help, especially with his um, expertise, but right. You know, hopefully, you know, you know, these guys, you know, he can go in and, and still, you know, be as productive as we're, you know, hoping, you know, he'll be after being our, you know, second overall pick. Yeah, I just think that, you know, I just want to give out the prayers to to Greg Knapp because they're saying that his injuries is more serious than what it is. Um, you know, hopefully LaFleur can get Wilson together because, you know, what, what what's going to happen, you know, going into going into preseason and everything like that before preseason, even training camp. All right. So it's going to be very hard. I think I think it'll be hard for Wilson, but I think Wilson can still develop. You know, that's why they got like the playbooks and and everything like that. But hopefully Wilson will get it together. And again, prayers to you, Greg Knapp. You know, we we hoping that you get a, a full recovery because you know, it sucks that it has to happen a week before actual training camp starts. Um, yeah, yeah, let's 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 get into some big updates. Oof. It's, it's fire. It's fire going on and uh with Aaron Rodgers. Um, for what we heard, the Packers offered him a two two uh two year extension that would have made this deal a five year deal, but also would have made him the top, the highest paid QB in the league. And Aaron Rodgers declined it. Um, what could you what 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 does that mean that Rodgers declined the deal? And what what could you see happening before Packers training camp? Um, as far as him declining the deal, it pretty much to me cements the fact that the issue that he has is, you know, with the overall organization as a whole, you know, when, mm. when, when they go out and, you know, they offer you that type of money to make you, you know, the highest paid QB and, right. you know, you know, it's not like you're, you know, a spring chicken, you know, he, he, <laughs> the day he might have maybe about two years left in him. Who knows? You know what I mean? Like right. we expected him to win MVP last year, you know? Yeah. So, uh, like I, I definitely it's like it cements the fact that there's definitely a problem between him and the organization and how he feels about the organization. Um, what parts of the organization that is, I know maybe it'll come out in you know in days to come, whether it's the coach or whether it's GM or the owner, you know themselves or a combination of, you mm -hmm. know, maybe we'll find out and you know in in coming days or weeks. But it definitely shows like. Uh, it's not about the money, you know? Yeah, it's just crazy because Rodgers still playing at a high level. And if if I if I was to expect him to get traded, because they, because from what I heard, they're saying everything is on the table right now. So it's possible Rodgers could get traded. And if mm -hmm. so, the two, like, it's one surprise team that I thought of, but I was like, okay, I'm, I'm not... I'm a little bit out of whack with that one, but the but the the one that that originally sounds good was was your was your trade scenario, which was the Broncos, because with Drew Locke and Teddy Bridgewater, you know, 
they you don't know if they you know you don't even know if they're reliable or not to take that mm-hmm. team to the next level. And uh the second team that I thought of, which was out of whack, like I said, was the Steelers because you know, because of what happened with Ben Roethlisberger and everything, but I know they wouldn't do nothing like that. But it was just a little out of whack for me. But that's the only team I could really think of. Um, but with Rodgers' scenario, um, hopefully things will get better and they will talk it out because they definitely need Rodgers. If they don't have Rodgers, they they just expect that team to have a, a losing season this season, and it's not going to go well, especially with Devontae Adams. Yeah, I said, um, I can, like, I don't know if, if uh, you know, if they would be willing to, you know, trade him definitely not in the vision, but even in Correct. the conference, you know what I mean? Like, I don't even think they would want him in the NFC, you know, if they were to trade him. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, like, them would definitely, as it makes sense. Um, but I'm not sure. Do, do you know if he, he, he has a, um, does he have a, a trade clause in his contract? I would believe so, right? Um I don't think so. I I, I don't. I think I, I think it's up to him if he wants to trade or not. I'm not too sure. I didn't get to like really get into his contract, which I should have done. But I know. I just know that it's it's it's, it's getting uglier as the weeks go by. Um, I know Roger said he was going to work out and he'll figure it out. But like, if you're the Packers, even if you offer them that two year and and you offer him the most money. You got to realize, Rod Rogers already got 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 fu money. Yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so he really doesn't need the money. Um, I just hope that I I I hope that the Packers work something out with Rogers because they with, without with with Rogers they they are a championship contender. Um, if not, then yeah, it's it's not going to look good, and don't expect Jordan Love to really put numbers in. Yeah, yeah. So that 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 nine to ten uh, win season that they were expect expecting would definitely go out the window. If, yes, uh, it would. If Love is you know behind center day one. Agree. They will go down to maybe five or six. <laughs> so it it will get critical. But speaking of QBs, let's talk about um. Let's talk about Watson. Um, for what I heard, Watson case is going nowhere anytime soon. Yeah. Um, and it's still crazy because four teams are still interested in the trade for Watson. The team is not trading Watson, and Watson is not reporting the camp. Uh, could we see Watson anytime this season if he doesn't get traded? Um, I. I wouldn't believe so because at the end of the day, uh, the the court case is definitely going to to weigh heavy on any team that you know that would want to acquire him. You know, just for mm. the simple fact of um, you get the talent that he is, yes. you know, but you would definitely be bringing along that baggage, you know, with him, and yeah. just because of media scrutiny. You know, even if he's, you know, found innocent or charges are dropped, whatever, you mm-hmm. still have that lingering aspect that, you know, people are going to feel um, 
you know, a way about him, you know, similar to, you know, with Mike Vick, you know, the guy went, you know, he served his time, came back out and was actually, you know, doing things to, you know, uplift, you know, animal rights and stuff like that. And the narrative still was negative of him for people that just wanted to feel that way. So now, you know, that's something that you have to now consider as someone who is, um, you know, bringing in someone like, like that because it can affect your fan base. Right. It's, yeah. I just, I, I just wish this could work out. <laughs> and, and, you know, Boston could just go back into the field. It's, it's not getting better for him. And, you know, and I, and like I said, I, I feel bad. And I know a lot of people might disagree with me, but I just feel bad that Watson even have to go through this in the first place. Nobody, nobody really still know what's the story. Like, who could you believe and who could you not believe at this point? It's just, it's just he say, it's like he say, she say, and then who, who we, who we, who we rolling with? <laughs> As I said some of it is, but then like I said there's, there's, there were things that came out within, um, you know, the, the the investigation from his defense side when uh, the courts actually asked, um, demanded that or ruled that they needed to release the name to, to the defense team because everybody was anonymous, I think, except for two people. So, right. right. So, and when those names came out, you know, they started finding things, you know, looking at people's social media and contacting people and found out, you know, that, you know, some of them who are part of the lawsuit was mm -hmm. raving about him and, you know, mm -hmm. saying, you know, how great of a person he was and, you know, was a repeat, you know, client of his. And, you know, some, I think, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think in one case, um, someone talked about, you know, trying to get money out of this or whatever. So it's like, mm -hmm. You know, I mean, not to say that that's the case for all 22, but right. the fact that for for the prosecutor side to even have those type of people inside of your lawsuit kind of casts a shadow on the validity of the, the lawsuit in itself, you know? Yeah. And it's just sad, you know, like I said, well, we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens, but, you know. Hopefully all goes well with Watson because Watson is still a great QB and he's a young, he's a young, you know, young guy that's in his prime right now. So, you know, hopefully it's not waste of talent <laughs> over this, but we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, let's get into the deal of the day, which is Fred Warner signed a five-year $95 million extension, including 40.5 million guaranteed. So, so two questions. The first question is, did, did, do you think Warner deserved that contract? And the second thing is, what does that mean for Darius Leonard? Because his, because his contract is coming up. Um, I would say definitely it's deserving. Um, you know, if you look at it on a scale of, you know, just the, the, the top linebackers, or whatever, um, you had, um, I think at the present point, you have, uh, you know, Bobby Wagner, who's making about 18 million a year. So yeah. Warner's, Warner's deal puts him at, 
at 19. So to, can you, you can't really argue between the two to say if they're not like one or two best linebackers in the league right now for, right. you know what I mean? For their salaries to be separated by a million dollars that, you know, kind of puts a stable saying, no, this is probably what the market is going to be right now. Right. Um, and for Darius Leonard, man, they already talk about he's next up and his contract is going to be more than Fred Warner. So we can only imagine what that contract could look like once the deal is done, because they thinking it might be 20, 20 million, maybe a little more than that. Um, like I said, with that, that guy, as I said, at the end of the day, um, I don't know if, you know what I'm saying? If, if he does get the 20, like you really, I don't think you can really argue it, you know, I say he's exactly, been, he's been a, a absolute beast, you know, of a linebacker, you know, since he's been in the league. So, you know, it, it, it goes, like I said, he goes right up there with, you know, the rest of them, you know, and especially like if you look at, you know, some of the other guys that's up there, like, um, uh, even though he's been out, you know, you got CJ making about 17 a year and, um, you know, like Miles Jack making 14. So, mm. and I mean, those guys, you know, at the end of the day were, you know, still considered top tier guys. So yeah, Leonard getting 20 at this point, you know, just makes sense in terms of just the, the scale of how, you know, these salaries normally go, you know? Man, it's just crazy. <laughs> now, now that the, you know, the fans are coming back, you know, after this season, expect that cap space to be more. So we're going to expect higher deals. <laughs> so, man, it's, it's just crazy. This is crazy to see that, but congratulations to you, Fred Warner, very deserving. And uh, when Leonard contract come up, we'll definitely let you know more about that. Um, Cam Akers ruptured his Achilles. Um, man, he's out for the whole season. Uh, they, from what Schefter was saying, they believe in Darrell Henderson. Uh, they also got undrafted free agent Xavier Jones. And drafted, uh, and they drafted Jake Funk in the seventh round this year. I, I, yeah, that's why I know I didn't pay pay attention too much, but um, at that point, but <laughs> but um, but they said for now they stay in pat and could revisit later. Um, could you see them revisiting, trying to get a running back, and and who? I know we talked about this earlier, so you know you could let them know about that. Yeah, um, like I. I definitely see, you know, the possibility of them revisiting, uh, you know, getting a, a, a running back, maybe, you know, once um, cuts start happening. Um, as far as um, Henderson, like I was like looking, looking back, you know, last year, he did have, um, I think it was at least uh, like seven or eight games where he had uh, double-digit carries, you know, and I think only about yeah. two of them, only about two of those games where he wasn't really productive, where he was only averaging maybe like, you know, two yards a carry, you know. But for the most part, you know, he was a, a, a productive back when, you know, he was getting multiple, you know, double-digit, you know, touches throughout the year. So, you know, yeah. 
with adding another, you know, running back or maybe two, you know, to the mix, like I can definitely um, see that, you know, they can make up the, the whatever loss they got from, uh, you know, acres going down, you know, and like for a perfect example, like I was saying, um, like I posted on the site, you know, the Jets at this point have four running backs, which I don't think they're going to keep all of them, you know, right. or actually now I think about it, it's four, and it'd be five if you include uh, uh, Adams, who got also signed along with um, Ty Johnson in the offseason. So, mm-hmm. like, to me, it's like someone is going to eventually be the odd man out, either one or two of those guys. So, that was like, for the most part, I would think most likely it'll be P. Ryan, you know, but that's someone that who knows, maybe uh, the Rams can look you know, to, to pick up maybe for a conditional sixth round or something like that, you know, because mm. at the end of the day, we'll, you know, we'll have our, our three main guys, you know, to do our, the workload. So, you know, it might not, it might try, you know, JD has been, you know, one of those guys that seem to be, you know, pull rabbits out of his hat every once in a while. So, you know, who knows, he might be able to move, one of those pieces to get, you know, draft capital. Ugh. Yeah, it's probably tough for the Rams. It's the last thing they need is to lose an actual running back. Um, They even they even said maybe Le'Veon Bell, but I don't think that's going to work out. But I – oh, man, it's tough. It's going to be tough for the Rams. But as long as Stafford is not injured or nothing like that, then, you know – they, they should be fine with the passing game and everything like that, but they still need the running game. So go, go, I, don't, I don't think Todd Gurley, do you think Todd Gurley uh, is in good, is in, is in good hands with, with the Rams now, or is he still, you know, upset with them? <laughs> yeah. I said, he's, he's not someone that I would say I would see uh, going back, you know, at the end of the day, I say, even though like I say he's still 27, but I, I don't see, you know, him going back, you know, I would say, honestly, you know, for someone who's like in a, a complimentary back that might not cost them too much. Like I can see like mm-hmm. a Duke Johnson, you know, right. being picked up, you know, for, you know, yeah, that's probably, a nice pickup. Mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like next to nothing, who's a good, who's a decent backup running back who has good hands, you know, can catch out the backfield, you know, and that's a, you know, a really good, Thing to have as a safety blanket you know for your for your qb so like i said to me that would that would be someone that i can see them signing in terms of you know just making sense to what, what they have already yeah right that's that's cool and everything but let's let's move on to the next topic um melvin ingram the stat this was shocking melvin ingram actually signed with the Steelers for a one-year deal um known him as for the for being with the Chargers for many years uh why, why do you think uh, he signed with the Steelers? Um, do the Steelers need need Ingram to help them, help him out on the, on the D-line? Oh, I would say that it's more or less the fact of him being an experienced uh, pass rusher that can be mm-hmm. a situational add-in, you know, within the rotation of, you know, their D-line. You know, kind of the, the move kind of, I guess, to me, is uh you know slightly maybe uh, higher signing 
in terms of uh, depth than like how we did with um, signing Curry, you know, having a veteran guy that you know that can get pressure on the quarterback, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, uh, you know, like I said, I, I I don't think nobody expected. Well, he also uh, gained entrance from the, uh, I think it was the Dolphins and the Chiefs. I don't know why the Chiefs keep trying to build this super team for, but yeah, it was, you know, it's, it's a good, it's a good signing for the, for the Steelers overall. And hopefully, you know, hopefully they'll, they'll keep building from there, but only time, only time will tell with that. Um, and also, I guess, I guess we could, we could, we could make this the last subject on this episode. Uh, Isaac Bruce, uh, came came and said well he said the other day that him and Tory Holt are the best wide receiving duo wide receiver duo in the NFL could you could you agree with this Kyle and if not who who you got as the best duo in the NFL ever I would say that they are not the best duo I would definitely look at, you know, Moss and Chris Carter as probably being, you know, the best duo, you know, to do it. Let's say because both of those guys, you know, after they finished their careers, you know, was definitely uh, un- undoubtedly going to be Hall of Famers. Not to say that, you know, you know, Isaac and what's his name wasn't, you know, in this same category, but to me, I definitely think that it was, it's different, you know, cause we're talking right. about Chris Carter, who, you know, who's one of the greats and you're talking about Randy Moss, who's always in the conversation of being the GOAT receiver, even though we, if you look at the data and you just, you know, analyze everything correctly, you understand that, that, honor belongs to Jerry Rice and yes sir it probably always belongs to Jerry Rice's yes sir football exists you know um <laughs> you know just seeing what he's done but yeah you know the fact that Moss is in that category you know neither of those guys can can state that claim you know like mm-hmm. Isaac Bruce I don't think has ever even looked at it in the top 10 wide receiver of all time so just on that note you kind of can say you know that that's not the case i mean other than chris carter uh randy moss i think another duo this that could well i don't know if that's debatable uh is reggie wayne and marvin harrison like that like uh reggie wayne and marvin harrison yeah definitely that honestly that could I, be debatable right there. That could be a little debatable. Right. Between them two. So if you want to say for second, <laughs> like you can put those two in the conversation, you know, with Isaac Bruce and them, but Oof. yeah, I, I mean, don't I don't see I don't see how you can not look at, you know, Chris Carter and, and Moss and say they're not the best combo. Like, think about it. Their record, their record. They didn't like. Then they have the record for the highest uh, TD combinations between two wide receivers until um, Marshall and Decker broke it. Yes. So, like, there you go, right there, and that's 
that you know that's hard numbers to say how good they were <laughs> right and it's just crazy to me it's to me it's crazy because I, I sit here and i i you know what i'm saying like to me i just sit there and i say well uh this this could be tough because now now that i'm looking at the the top 25 and the top 25 is is actually crazy um I own even I own two just wide receivers is on that is on that list too, which is um let me see twenty five is Randall Cobb and Jordy Nelson, uh twenty four is Al Toon and Wesley Walker, um twenty three is Brandon Marshall and Austin Jeffrey, uh twenty two is Chad Johnson and T T J Husmanzada, twenty one is Herman Moore and Brett Perryman, twenty is Roddy White and Julio Jones, 19 is Drew Pearson and Tony Hill, 19, Art Monk and Gary Clark, 17, Rod Smith and Ed McCaffrey, um, Larry Fitzgerald and Antoine Bolden, uh, Antoine Bolden, Antoine Bolden, Antoine yeah. Bolden, right, but you know, I, I actually like that duo, um, Donald Driver and Greg Jennings, um, who's this, Willie Flipper Nelson, uh, Anderson, and Henry L. Ellard. Henry L. Yeah. That was another weird combination. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Smith and Keaton McCardell. Andre Reed and James Lofton. Charlie Joyner and, and John Jefferson. Now we in the top. Now we in the top 10. Uh, 10 is Jerry Rice and Terrell Owens. Nine is Don Monarch, <clears throat> Mayock, Maynard, and yeah. George Soro. Sorry if I get it wrong. <laughs> no, you know, those are the old school guys right there, but shout out to them. Um, Tom Fairs and Elroy, Crazy Legs, Hurch. Now we got number seven. Number seven, Isaac Bruce and Tory Holt. Six, yeah. on, on top of them is Marvin Harrison and Reggie Wayne. Yeah. Five is Cliff Branch and Fred. Ooh, that's a hard name. Yeah. From the Oakland Raiders, you know what I'm talking about, Kyle. Uh, what's his name? Billy. Woof. It starts with a B, but that is it's a crazy last name. Um, yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, <laughs> like, this is before my this is before my my DNA. <laughs> so excuse me. <laughs> Mark Duper and Mark Clayton from the Dolphins. Yeah. Three is Chris Carter and Randy Moss. Okay. Two is John Stallsworth, Stallsworth, and Lynn Swan. Swan, yeah. Steelers. And number one, and number one is Jerry Rice and John Taylor from the 49ers. Yeah. I said, I said well, I was looking at the list because um I was thinking of the the list of uh trio wide receivers who had 1,000 yard um oh, yeah. years together. <laughs> You know what I mean? And the top two two on that list um is Bolden, Fitzgerald, and um Steve Breston. Ooh. They did it back in um 08. Mm -hmm. And then right under them it was um Reggie Wayne, Harrison, and Brendan Stokely. So mm. I mean, like, so that just shows to show you like what type of you know, duos, those were that the fact that they even had a third guy that was, you know, right. that was still putting my work. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, but the quick, hey, but a quick question. Um, 
didn't didn't the Falcons do it too? Yeah, with, with Jeff George. Yes, and I come said, on, those that, three he, wide receivers. But that's the thing; those three wide receivers are going on probably no one's uh, <laughs> you know, top ten, maybe even top twenty because it Damn. was um, it was Brett Emanuel, Terrence Mathis, and um, Eric uh, Metcalf. Oh you know, my gosh! Wow. But they deserve some type of credit too, Kyle, because look no. who the quarterback was. Yeah, the, definitely. But like I said, the, the receivers themselves, like no one's mentioning them in the greats. <laughs> you mm. know what I mean? Unlike before them, because you, you also mentioned um, Gary Clark and Art Monk, and they did it. Um, and the third receiver was um, Ricky Sanders. Right. So, and all of them had 1,100 yards plus, not just 1,000. They had 1,100 yards plus. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. I, I, I get it. You know, we talk about the grace and everything, but, but even if they are a one-hit wonder, they, they deserve their props, too. <laughs> yeah. I, I, think, I think we really need to do that next episode, like, talk about who was, like, a, a great, a good one-hit wonder that actually meant something to that team for that season, you know? Yeah, that's what we talk about, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because, I, because I'm just thinking, thinking about, okay, you know, we always talk about greats and we talk about, you know, good players. Like, but what about guys that actually did something for one season with the team and then even though they fell off that next season, <laughs> they still ended up contributing something to that team. Yeah. You know, and we only could pick the ones that actually did something like winning, like winning games and maybe playoffs. We can't we can't do it with, with losing teams because then a lot of people would debate with us on that. <laughs> yeah, I could I said we could we could definitely do that. That should be fun. Yeah, so we'll say that for the next episode. Um again, make sure to follow us on Twitter at just fans podcast. You can always follow Kyle at Virgil Domus. You can follow me at Davin NY2MD. And like I said, um, you can even check out the Facebook group at, M- at NY Jets Fans. Um, we got three over close to 400 people on there. Um, we always on there, so y'all can check us out. And even if y'all have some questions, y'all can always ask on Twitter. Or if you want to, um, you know, I guess you want to, give us a little sponsor, whatever like that, just hit us up on, on Gmail at nyjustfanspodcast1 at gmail.com. Again, we, we do this for y'all every week. Until next week, we'll take a fight. Bye.